Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! Welcome to the Retrograde, the video game podcast where this week we recap with awards one of the greatest years in video game history. Oh, wow. My name is Andrew Baskin, but with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mike Keeley for a second time in only two or three weeks, Aaron Worth. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it's almost needed because we're here recapping the, uh, the game awards uh, yeah. that happened uh, very recently. And we'd made predictions a couple weeks ago on the podcast. And so we're here to see who is right and who is wrong. Yeah. And we promised we would make a game yeah. out of this and uh, we would tally points and we would hold it against one another. If tally one up. of us did much better mm -hmm. in the awards. And now we did this a couple weeks ago. We, we figured yep. we would make some predictions uh, and then obviously, you know, assign points to who was correct and everything. I don't know, Andrew. I think maybe the game of it all is a little immature. I don't know if we need to actually go really? into assigning points or yeah, it's just like who hmm. honestly at the end of the day, who cares? You know what I mean? It's like, I do. the well, yeah, you would. No, I, think, I care. No, no. And I understand that and I respect it. But I think mm -hmm. if we're just going to make a competition out of this, I didn't see. Here's the thing. Before we made our predictions, you didn't give me time to stretch. Um, you didn't give me time to warm up or anything like that. Like you really caught me off guard. Um, so, uh, you know what? This is another classic case of Mikey telling on himself because I didn't write down yours, but I did write down mine. And now I have a very good idea that I've beaten you. And this is very satisfying to me. Um, here's the thing. Like, I guess if we're keeping track, we can say you didn't beat me, Andrew. I oh, just, okay. lost. I, beat myself. I lost yeah. real bad. <laughs> I, did you really oh i cannot wait to go over so, this now i was so bad <laughs> i was so bad it's like i was playing whack-a-mole and purposely going for the hole that the mole isn't popping out of it was fucking ridiculous it's like one of the last moles just spit on your chest or something like that and yeah, you're like, and, jesus christ and that, so last, disrespectful. that last mole andrew robert de niro robert de niro his mole oh his mole yeah. his mole physical mole yeah hmm Who's a famous mole? Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, I do. Can I show my mole on, on camera? You have a mole? Okay, I, yeah, I show your mole on camera. It's going to be our highest rated. Oh, there you go. They got a mole right there. Yeah. So there's. that's how you it's identify the episode. That's, <laughs> honestly, if it were on my feed, it might be. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I'm excited to get into this because the Game Awards, I think this is the biggest year in terms of reception for the Game Awards. Do you? Would you agree? Like, It feels like everyone's talking about it in a way that not everyone was in past years as much. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know, because that's like completely... I, I think that might be a personal thing where it's like, I feel like the Game Awards are talked about more this year. Yeah. Um, I would say it wouldn't be a coincidence considering we've had a very good year for video games. So that would make sense that more people are talking about the Video Game Awards and, and who's going to win which award. Yeah, maybe there were so many front runners potential front runners yeah. for game of the year that everyone's very, looking looking for an authority on this and that's maybe yes. why but it also could you're right very much just be an echo chamber where i'm paying attention to it therefore i'm hearing from it all over the place uh, uh yeah. every everyone on twitter everyone on instagram seems to be talking about it granted the majority of people that i follow on on uh, uh instagram and twitter are games journalists and games exactly. fans as well so who knows and we did a whole episode and my phone's listening to me going like, hey, this, this fucker really loves the Game Awards. We should give him as much content as possible. That's true. And they're right. And yeah. they're right. Yeah, I uh, I think that I think our phones are listening to us, Andrew. Good, good insight there. I I agree. I agree. I'm breaking news on this one. Before before we get into the actual awards, we're going to break down all of who won, what our thoughts on who won were. Yes. Uh, and then also we're going to really dive into all the news announcements and trailers because there was a lot coming out of it. And it turns out that's almost 
I would say it's weighted almost like 60%, 40% new announcements and trailers to the awards themselves. Um, um, but Andrew, you you said that you were, uh, uh, you told me off mic that you were going to be uh, starting a new game and that you've spent some time with it. Uh, why don't you catch us up on on this new gaming investment that you got going on? Oh, yes. I, I've been playing a new game in part due to the Game Awards because when we were going through the nominees, I said to you, and I think you can hear me in the podcast saying this, uh, I think it was uh, for best action or action adventure i forget and i can't tell the difference between the two <laughs> i uh i it was dead island 2 oh um, yeah i said i said to you i'm like mike was this game good it's nominated for a game award and you're like i have no idea i'm like oh okay i just finished far cry oh okay. and i didn't know if i had a emotional attachment enough to be like um i don't know some serious indie game or something like oh your daughter's dead now you gotta find the pieces of her journal and you're like oh, oh no. man that sucks edith finch-esque um, kind of yeah yeah they've blown to the wind because of your neglect ah oh, that sucks <laughs> uh so so i was like no i'm gonna kill some zombies and in it was more the style of the game of going like you're gonna do this but in the process you need to collect chemicals and fabric sure. and blades and you know and whatever and this game, you know, it nominated for for uh, best action. for a game award for a TGA. Thank you for best action, um, which it did not win. I just want to spoiler alert. Uh, so it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I am nearly beaten the game. Yeah, oh, since, wow, so that nice, was what man. three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, uh, and it's not a tremendously long game. So like, it's not. I don't deserve a lot of credit, even though I do beat games, and that's something I'm known for. Hey, uh, well, I got something to say soon. Anyway, continue. Okay. I, uh, and you know what so I'm going to say I, right now? Go fuck yourself. That's what I had to say. <laughs> wow. You were going to keep that one bent <laughs> up, eh? Uh, yeah. Okay. One day Mikey's just going to punch me. I'll be like, what's that? And you're like, you cut me off two years ago. I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, that was weird. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a really interesting game. So, uh, Dead Island is, uh, no longer a factual title. I love when people do this and they come up with sequels and they go, oh, the island part doesn't count anymore. It's like, well, that's what it's called. And you're like, oh, okay. yeah. This is, uh, in LA. Uh oh, uh, where, yeah, you zombies are real and uh, and they are everywhere and the containment sites have broken. And so you're in this post apocalyptic um, environment and you everything can, you everything you're one describing right now, Andrew, sounds like nonfiction to me. Oh, my God. You know, you know what the zombies don't care about the Constitution. It's just oh, like, today. wow. The right to <laughs> bear right? arms more like to, the right to have your arms wrought off you know or bear okay, arms as a weapon yes well that is the what it literally means yes. well but like arms arms like <laughs> oh, to carry arms, carry arms once, as weapons yes once they rot off of the zombies i can beat them oh, okay. to death to to re-death with them like uh like uh like a like a um uninspired goro me just holding forearms and running around <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly uninspired goro um, was, was the, deconstructed the deconstructed was the word i was thinking of poetry of. yeah <laughs> yeah. um there's a ton of maiming in this game so i'm glad you brought that up uh it's it's interesting you get to play as one of i think five different characters you have to choose in the beginning and there's no rechoosing from there mm. and they all have different attributes and since i'm new to the world i'm like god i hope i picked the right one sure I pick carla uh uh a woman Amoka? uh uh no no oh, also that's she'd be a, that's really a, good she'd be really really good at that game i think if anyone does know who carla mocha is she is the uh accomplice to a very famous serial killer in uh, where we're from and she's yeah. now free she's like in a school or something like that well people crazy. people outside of where we're from would know the serial killer from uh don't fuck with cats it was paul bernardo right oh, oh wait no no, no. sorry yes, sorry sorry don't fuck with cats is someone else okay well this is <laughs> <laughs> someone very different never mind oh Completely someone also party. bad though um <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> in the attempt of trying to help, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> I just confuse um, things so much. Yeah, nonetheless, a serial killer. I yeah. So she's a she's a young woman that loves violence. She's very excited to hurt people yes. all the time. And yeah. as her vo as her voice lines are very excited to be like, yeah, <laughs> I get to kill people. And you're like, oh, oh nice. boy, this is a lot. But I, I'd say it's it's a fun game. You get to travel uh, through all of LA. So you're going to Venice Beach and you're going to Beverly Hills. And you're going to and and each area has a different, uh, very different look to it and different zombies and and so. It, it doesn't take itself too seriously in this world of like zombies where people are like, no, no, zombies are like this and they came from this. And you're yes. like, no, no, no. This one's got like a guy who used to be an electrician. So now he emits shockwaves. This was a uh -huh. bodybuilder. So he's kind of a tank. Uh, uh -huh. This one's a, and they're all, like, a, one's a screaming person. And I think they're kind of influencers, which is kind of funny. Uh -huh. um, it is funny where we're going to talk about GTA soon. And I, yeah, that's coming next GTA. week. We should say our our GTA episode because the trailer launched. That's going to be next week, and we're going to do a full trailer breakdown and predictions on that. Yes. So if you're waiting for our, our thoughts on that, which I know a lot of you are, wait till next week. And it's going to be worth the wait because a lot of what we talk about, we actually haven't seen reported on very much uh, our opinions on the trailers. Yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah, so we're excited for that. That's going to be coming up soon. But it's playing this game that you start appreciating Rockstar and humor and stuff like that, where Rockstar can be very juvenile. I totally get that. They can be absolutely quick to a joke and like, you're like, oh, that's kind of cheap or whatever. But then you start playing other video game writing and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Like you're just, it, it doesn't land uh, sour. It lands flat where you're like, you're like, instead of going, ah, okay, very funny Rockstar. You go, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, even yeah, yeah. worse. And yeah. so there's some jokes in it where you're like, okay, that's fine. Do you mean um, because they're not funny or because they're yeah they're not like, funny okay okay but not like they're just like blatantly offensive like 1990s no, early 2000s style video game humor no no they're just not funny okay and so like when there's so little dialogue in the game like god you better make it kind of count so i don't know it's good it's very repetitive because you like everywhere you go you're like hey a ton of zombies like so just you just got to be okay with killing a ton of zombies if you're okay with this game lots of different weapons lots of different weapon upgrades you could eventually guns come into it which mm -hmm. i kind of halfway through the game i was like oh there's guns oh okay <laughs> you know whatever that's a big difference than the crowbar i've been carrying sure. uh so it's it's an interesting game it looks really good i'll, I'll say that it looks really good and uh and yeah, I, I would recommend somebody play it, but it's really mindless kind of entertainment. Did you ever play Dead Rising? Uh, yes, I did. The yeah. first one. It seems like this is kind of a similar vibe where it doesn't take itself too seriously. There are different types of, of zombies, and it's more about just like, look at this mass amount of, of zombies that you get to deal with. But this one's obviously in first person. I'm kind of jealous of you, Andrew, because you, it seems, have stumbled upon this or discovered this genre, the style of game that really speaks to you. You know, you're you're tearing through all the Far Cry games. Mm -hmm. Dead Island 2 definitely shares some of the same DMA, DNA where it's this first oh. person action and kind of parkour yeah. element to it would you have a, another one in sight like a similar kind of game or are you looking to kind of branch off and do something totally different i god i hope i can branch off and do something different i i it, it depends it's it's just so sad that you just get older and you like have to designate so much time to things yeah. like this we go like i really need to sit down and play an hour of yes this. um instead of going like i have so much time on my hands i don't know what to do with myself mm -hmm. uh so i i would say i hope to branch off because you're right these games are so similar this is so similar to far cry it's crazy the only thing i would say that is unique to this good or bad is that there is fast travel between or you have to load screen between areas oh cool which i haven't seen in a long long time right like far cry rockstar oh, oh, whatever not cool. oh you mean like like no I, when you said fast travel i'm like great but you mean when you go from one one space one area to another you have to actually hit the load screen load screen that like is like, like crossing like a, a bridge in grand plus. theft auto kind of 
Totally. Yeah. And so it's like, would you like to go back to Venice Beach? And you're like, great. And he's like, cut scene. Oh, that and you're sucks. Like, oh. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I haven't seen that in so long. And I will say that, yes, the areas are very deep. Uh, like, there's lots of detail to them. But they're not so much that you're like, I couldn't imagine just blending the two of them together. Yeah. And I will say, Mikey, this game is also, uh, you're a living nightmare because every corner and every drawer has something that you need to check. Don't like and it. And you are impulsively checking everything and you're like oh it's just oh my god it's just the worst one one of the big issues that i had with uh the game that this is actually what i wanted to hold off on saying because you accused mm -hmm. me of never finishing games andrew i have finished yes. alan wake 2 i'm not going to spend too wow. much time today talking about it i'm going to save that for next week as well because we're going to end up touching on a lot of stuff at the game It'll awards as well it, it had a pretty pretty good showing but yeah mm -hmm. spending most of my time in that game when it's trying to draw my eye with really cool narrative storytelling and all that stuff uh, just spending all my time looking in like the corners and behind trees and stuff for collectibles, because that's just for some reason what, what I'm doing, um, that mm -hmm. I find very frustrating in gaming, but you know, I know I, I'm definitely in the minority there, but, uh, no, I'm excited to hear you got this dead Island game going on. And that's, that's, a, yeah, that's yeah. There was a, there was eventually a clown type, uh, zombie that was trying to kill me who had maimed off his two hands and his, his bones were spikes. Oh, wow. He's trying to spike me and stuff like that. Very scary. Jesus. Very scary stuff to the point that I came back from work or the bar or something like that. And it was like, oh, I got some time on my hands. I'm going to play a little bit of this, uh, this uh, dead island. And it was like midnight and, and I actually am playing and it's night in the game. And I turned around, there was a zombie and I went, ah! Like at home alone, and I went. Well, that's enough of this game tonight. All right, I'm gonna play in the daylight for now. That's that's tough because that you know some of the, one of the few times that I have similar to that to play video games is is at night. Um, uh, yes. and I can't play a game like Alan Wake two at night because I'm so every time there's a pop out scare, my heart rate spikes to like 300, and yeah, I, it yeah. just it ruins me, and then I can't sleep, and uh, and and unfortunately that's just, that just means I'm sleeping poorly when I'm playing good games. So that kind of sucks. Yeah, no, that, that that does suck. But yeah, well, let's uh, let's get into it, Andrew. Uh, uh, before we actually get into to the the awards and we break them down, I just want to give a couple shout outs to some of our listeners. Uh, we had some uh, some listener mail that I want to read here. Uh, uh, mail. Listen, listener mail. Uh, in regards to my, you know, uh, uh, last week I was talking about my rock band skill that, uh, yes. that I had. So, uh, lonely badger at lonely badger on Twitter, a friend of the okay. podcast reached out to me and, uh, commented on, on, on that. Basically, if you haven't heard the episode, I played rock band in front of my girlfriend for the first time and I'm pretty good at rock band and I thought it was going to be mm -hmm. impressive and just ended up being incredibly embarrassing and, and almost right. like sickening and disgusting to everyone who watched me. Uh, he said, uh, not the same as guitar hero skill because I'm terrible at video games, but one time I was playing Red Dead Redemption and I lassoed this lady in town and dragged her for probably five minutes so I could get her on the train tracks and just waited until the train yeeted her. Probably took 10 minutes total. Uh, his partner came around and uh, the corner and looked at him with disgust. She saw the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, what an embarrassing moment that is as well, especially for someone who isn't fully in on video games, who, to, yeah. who just sees you do something kind of like we talk about The Sims. I have this story yes. of, of playing The Sims and I remember, you know, I would do the thing that everyone did. I would put them in the attic. I would put a bunch of fireplaces around and a bunch of shitty wooden chairs, take out the doors and light them on fire. And my mom walked in the room when I was playing computer and doing this. And she was horrified, like disgusted with it. And she's like, what is this game? You shouldn't be allowed to play this game. And me thinking I was going to make it better said, no, 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 don't worry. That's not how you play the game. It's just how I play the game. <laughs> And she's like, oh, so you're a sociopath. This is disgusting. Yeah. There's going to be a documentary called Don't Fuck With Cats. Uh, and I might be the main character. I don't know. Don't I'm fuck like, with the Sims, I think. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, yes. it is. It's sadder. It's sadder too that like <laughs> you're right. Like it's not only just generic violence that you're showing somebody on a video game and go, look what I can do. And they're like, that's scary. Is that you're taking 15 minutes of your time to go like, well, no, wait. And then wait. Okay. Now I got to Now we just wait for the trains. Like, is the train coming? I'm like, I don't know. Then we just wait. <laughs> and it's kind of what is beautiful about the wild west. You're just, Let's just wait. Well, you can't pull out your phone and start looking at it. Although when you're playing Red Dead and you're just waiting, do you pull out your phone in real life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I know, like, I have nothing else to do, I'm like, well, time for me to look down at my phone. He's just looking at the beautiful wilderness and and the muffled screams of a woman that's like, please help me. Yeah, it's it's kind of terrifying uh, that we've desensitized Mm -hmm. ourselves to that. I I similarly and again, I'll get I'll get into this uh, more next week when I really break down Alan Wake Two. there were moments in some of the narrative dumps that I did pull out my phone and just started scrolling because I was getting fed up with how often they had to tell me the same thing over and over again. Is there no skip? Uh, there is, but every so often there's a nugget of good information. It's just buried among 80% filler. And, uh, I found that a little bit annoying. So I'd kind of like perk up if I heard something and then uh, otherwise I'd go back to Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a moment at dead. I have been doing that too, where I just, I skipped it because it was like, the guy's like, uh she's like are you feeling okay and he's like yeah uh yeah totally i'm like he's a zombie skip it all right that's fine <laughs> exactly. and then like hard cut someone to him coughs like, and, yeah exactly like, okay. it's like yeah. every movie that someone coughs and then they look at their hand and there's blood on it and you're like oh i've never seen 100%. that in a movie before how how interesting has anyone ever seen a pregnancy test in a movie that's turned out to be negative <laughs> well no. no yes because if that's the story of the movie that they can't get pregnant they can't get pregnant and I'm watching Mad Men right now, and, and that's happening all over the place for Alison Bree's character. Mm, Trudy. Trudy. And Pete Campbell, who, by mm-hmm. the way, I know everyone's supposed to hate Pete Campbell. <laughs> I, yeah. when he comes on screen, I get giddy. I love him so much. Like, I not as a person, but he is so, he, I didn't realize he's a, he's comedic relief. He's just so out of touch. It, and I know I'm talking about a, a like, now 10-year-old TV show, but uh, probably more. I think it's from the 50s. Yeah, the, the TV show. It's from the 60s, actually, yeah. Andrew. Oh, 60s. OK, yeah. yeah, you can 60s nuts, baby. And with that, let's Long talk time. about the game awards. Uh, <laughs> let's go. So I uh, to uh, we, we won't recap all of our picks in advance, but we will recap our picks as we hit each of the categories that we talked yeah, about. We the will. categories that we talked about were uh, best adaptation, best RPG, action, adventure, action, very important to differentiate the two of those indie <laughs> ongoing narrative game direction and game of the year um there's comedy comedy drama yes yeah exactly comedy action comedy action but ne'er the three shall meet uh um, no 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 it's very clear what's the difference between let's two. let's start with adaptation uh so your sure. uh, your pick and my pick for the winner of this one was both the last of us and this one was no surprise this is this one no surprise this one was just like what, what's what else is it going to be i guess potentially super mario but uh yeah, but but in terms of actual quality i think there was no no question about a which one was the best and b what is the best award to give out in order to legitimize video games as a medium and i think this was similar to like you know potentially having idris elba at the at the game awards and and inviting timothy chalamet to announce the game of the year award for some fucking reason just legitimizing wonk is coming out baby because wonk Wonk is is coming coming out out. yeah the video game wonka is coming out oh what's that there is no video game okay never mind let's just bring him in anyway who cares i miss that era that every movie had a video game adaptation for real like i just saw on game pass uh disney's up is available and i was like disney uh, there was a game for up but like of course there was was a game for everything you just blow up balloons and then uh, press F to mourn your dead wife. <laughs> oh, 
Also speaking about another movie where you couldn't get pregnant. Yeah. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The saddest, the saddest five minutes in movies. Yeah, and when really, that comes in, it's oh, it's it's funny though. Like like everyone talks about that as just like like so sad and heartbreaking. And I'm like, yeah, of course they re- they they hammered it home. They picked every tragedy to just throw at you in five minutes with a sad. But it's in score. silence. It's yeah. in oh, it's it is so good. good. It's well if, done. If, but yeah, I was gonna say because it was so easy, everyone would do it. But it it you sit there and you it's another Pixar thing where you could just it goes to uh, cut between scenes in black and you can hear people going. <gasps> Yeah, because <laughs> they're like not just crying; they're like hyperventilating at that point. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh. uh, and that's that's actually the entirety of the video game is just is is just it's a it's dialogue trees <laughs> with your dead wife, um, <laughs> and then every time there's a continue, Doug the dog is like, "Would you like to play again?" <laughs> like it's just like, <laughs> "Would you like to play again?" <laughs> point point <laughs> uh, comes back with a bone. It's your wife's femur. You're like, no, 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 <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, so the next, so we both get a point on that one. So far, Andrew, yes. you and I are tied one one. We're 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 looking good. Now we move to best RPG, and uh, this one okay. also felt like a bit of a a runaway category. Uh, uh, everyone was looking at Baldur's Gate three as a potential game that was going to sweep the awards or take away a ton of yeah. awards. That was the winner of this category. That is what both you and myself guessed. So we both get another point for this one. Perfect. Did we skip most anticipated? Are we not given the points for that? Oh, we we I think we talked about potentially not having most anticipated <laughs> okay. as as okay. giving points. Did you did you guess Final Fantasy VII for most anticipated? No, I guessed Hades. I guessed Hades as well. So, uh, oh. uh, but I think we talked about like giving what we thought, but not actually applying points because who the fuck knows with that category? But the winner was Final Fantasy. It's VII. not a real thing. Yeah, it's not a real. Yeah, thing. it's Final Fantasy VII. Okay, just I just wanted to just check. Apart from the past, I think two or three years of the Game Awards when most anticipated went to Tears of the Kingdom for like two or three years in a row it's <laughs> wild just baffling amazing um so we get uh, from adaptation rpg andrew we're tied actually looking at the score we're tied one one and we both went 100 percent. why don't we just healthy draw um just shake Are hands we two on two it? no we adaptation and rpg yeah, we're we both, two and two yeah we yeah we're two we're two for two we're 100 percent. okay we're good That's so great. why don't we just call it here andrew and, no, and just shake hands no, and say job well no. done I think that I mean That's, that would be the gentlemanly thing to do. I think, and I'm a gentleman. That feels like loser talk to me. Uh, how let's would I find know? out the rest. How would I know? Well, we could we could find out right now together if you want to. Next category was action. Next category action was action adventure. Uh, I guessed <laughs> Alan Wake two, and obviously sharing the category with Alan Wake two in a genre because this is how clear and concise the separation of categories are at the game awards tears of the kingdom was your guess in action adventure i mean those are two very seriously comparable games in my mind they are both action and adventurous <laughs> they are adventurous and they are action oriented uh this both one, involve the dead both do involve the dead uh both involve light as well and darkness okay okay um a ghost that kind of won't leave you alone. That's true. That's won't stay out of your fucking fairies business. all over the place. There's uh, fairies. You're right. Long See? hair. The protagonist has long hair. Protagonist has long hair. Is that the cat? That should be the category. The protagonist uh, has long best hair. games that have dead ghouls that will not leave you alone. You have long hair and fairies won't stop following you around. Honestly, Baldur's Gate probably would apply in this <laughs> one too, if I think about it. Uh, the winner of this one was obviously Tears of the Kingdom. Glad to see it get some representation. That is another point for you. You are now ahead. Another point for Andrew. Two to one. Uh, uh, or sorry, three to two. Three to two. Uh, we go now to the action category. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting one. You would think you could could have taken some of the selections from action RPG and put them into this, like, or sorry, action yes. action uh, adventure, because I don't know if I would really consider 
Alan Wake an adventure game. I also don't know if I'd consider it an action game. It's really at, at its core more of a walking sim, and people hate me for saying that, but but it has Ooh. a lot of walking sim elements in it. Okay. Um, um, however, we we get this category. You guessed Remnant Two. I guessed Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, the winner was Armored Core. Fires of Rubicon, uh, which feels, feels deserved. A game that I, I thought that I would play. You know, my, my darling development company, uh, FromSoft, making that one. I haven't tried it. Maybe I will give it a shot. You talked about potentially wanting to give that one a shot as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it looked, it looked really good. It's, it seems like something I'd really like. And maybe when I'm done Dead Island, I'll work my way through this list. Yeah, yeah. It seems, <laughs> it seems like our backlog only grows. Uh, but it is also interesting, Andrew, of all the games that have been nominated and all the ones that are considered potential game of the year material that you go to Dead Island too. That's like, but like, it's strange because it's, it's like, the most accessible. That's, that's fair. And I do the same thing as well, where I'm like, there's I like Baldur's Gate 3. When am I going to bite the bullet and really sink some time into it? And then I'm just like, oh, what about Chance of Sonar, which I just started? Like, let's try, <laughs> like, who knows? Who knows? When you create a list of movies that you need to see before like an award show or something like that, guess what goes first? The comedies. And then you're like, okay, I'm out of comedies. Yeah. Um, oh, this is an Icelandic uh, document. Okay. Mm, the I Green Book so. 2. I don't know if I want to see this one. <laughs> the first one didn't God. go over so well. Uh, <laughs> the Green Book 2 blindside crossover. Just the white savior <laughs> yeah. movie to save all white savior movies. Yeah. Oh God. That one best picture. Fantastic. Yeah, of course uh, it did. Yeah. Deservedly so. Uh uh speaking of deservedly so, potentially, depending on whether or not you like JRPGs, uh indie game. You and I both yeah. guessed cocoon on this one. I mm -hmm. stand by that one. I think just not enough people played it. And I think Sea of Stars having a little bit more of a life cycle prior to the opening of the voting is is maybe the thing that kind of pushed it over the edge. Sea of Stars was the winner in this category. You, neither you nor myself guessed that one, obviously. So uh, no more no. points awarded. No, the only thing there wasn't another category. And you might have to help me with this, but it was like best new indie or something mm. like that. And Cocoon did win that one. And it was from a develop. It's from a studio's first game. Yeah, or best like debut that, indie game, and Cocoon won debut. that one. So I was happy to see it get some representation there. That yeah. was a, another really strong category, I thought, especially with with the games that I tend to play nowadays. They they usually right. are these more bite sized kind of indie style games. So I was happy to see that Cocoon got some representation there. Obviously, I think Dredge was was uh, was nominated for that one. Pizza Tower was nominated. For that one uh but but cocoon in my mind potentially game of the year let alone indie game of the year or debut indie game uh you can't win them all though yeah okay yeah fair enough yeah you can't win them all can't win You're them right all. they already got one so you can't win them both yeah exactly uh best ongoing uh this was one that you guessed um uh cyberpunk uh, a game that keeps on going, keeps on giving, obviously, with the release of Phantom Liberty and Fortnite. Now, here's a question before we talk about the winner of the category, which you got yeah. correct, which is Cyberpunk. I did. The Phantom Liberty DLC itself uh -huh. received nominations. So are we I, are we treating Cyberpunk as one self-contained unit or is the Phantom Liberty DLC its own thing? I also don't like, so I haven't played this game. So like people need to correct me, but like what is ongoing about it? You know, I understand that Fortnite is like a drop in. Every game is different. Yes. Call of Duty, I, I think would fall into this too. Maybe some kind of sports game or something like that. Well, Cyberpunk just had a DLC. Does that, is that the part that made it ongoing? No, so that is, that has to be factored into it because of the, okay. the, the rise to, to fame and, and sort of the, the, the comeback story of Cyberpunk. But it also has to be just all of the shitty issues that they fix. And this this is what kind of blows my mind out of it. I'm happy that CD Projekt Red got a chance to fix the game that was supposed to be the game to end all games in Cyberpunk, which released two massive issues and glitches that that doesn't need to be relitigated. 
So it looks like what it's being awarded for is fixing the game, which in my mind isn't like that's not something to it's like it's like if you hand in a a uh, an assignment and your your professor is like, hey, a this is a week late. B, it's a pile of garbage. Take yeah. two years to fix this one. And then maybe and then you win best essay of the year. Like it just it feels strange. Best essay of the year was obviously a big award that everyone was going for. It's too bad that it went to that person that had two extra I, years at it. I thought it was Jonathan Swift's a modest proposal, to be honest, and, and I, I'm waiting for that one to get its comeuppance. Hmm. Okay, well, there you go. But I agree with you. This feels like kind of a consolation prize where they're like, hey, you got it right the second time. You're like, wait, whoa, what was this? That's I it. Yeah. And it's if if you're if you're not if if you're saying it's ongoing, then I don't yeah. think you can treat Phantom Liberty as its own game, which they seem to be doing in in this year. Like it has its own nominations, not Cyberpunk, but Phantom Liberty specifically. Yeah, you, you got to separate the two or not, but you have to stick to your guns here. And this kind of speaks to the inconsistency that the Game Awards has. You know, not to not to to just shit on it, but the Golden well, Globes <laughs> goes through similar issues sometimes, and and I think it just takes away some of the credit and and credibility of it. Well, you know, it's so funny where the Golden Globes is famously like, well, we're not the we're not the uh, we don't speak for the industry as a whole. It's more like, let's get people uh, looking nice and drunk. And then uh, yes. and that that's going to be it'll be fun. That's the only thing like that's a but if like the Oscars was like, you know, like best picture and it was a movie from two years ago, you'd be like, huh? Like, wait, yeah. what? wait, wait, what is the this? The director's cut. The director's cut gets a new yeah. nomination and that's its own that, thing. Most improved movie. Like, what are we yeah. talking about here? Yeah, we would be like, well, that's weird, right? You know, so I yeah. don't know. It feels, you know, we could kind of get to this near the end, but it just feels like more of an excuse to like play uh, chum up to like video game developers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I, I think that with the release of uh, Fortnite's Lego mode and their rocket car mode or rocket racing, whatever it is. Which I want to spend almost a whole episode talking about what Epic please? is doing to the game industry, uh, not doing too, but how they're shaping it like they are making it so that the game you play is just a a uh, like a uh, uh, an area that you live in that you have access to a Minecraft uh, to a Rocket League to a, a, a Battle Royale. It is yep. so smart. If I could if I could invest in Epic as a game company, they're going to be potentially on the level of like a Google or something like that. If yeah. they succeed the way that they might with something like this, it's just, it's crazy. I, I want to do a whole episode for about Fortnite because this is something we've talked about forever. Actually, fuck this. We're going to do an episode before night. I'm just putting my foot down now. And because I've talked about it forever and Mikey's never really played it. Yeah. I was like, this is a great excuse that we could play it. We could talk about it. And the, the impact is making because it is just right now too. I was like, I am so in. And once again, I have not paid for a single dollar of any of it. So I uh, <laughs> just want to keep reminding everyone. But that's why it's like when you talk about ongoing support, it's like, how is it not Fortnite? And and even if Fortnite wins that year after year, and I'm this is coming from someone who doesn't play it. Like I yeah. would have loved Overwatch to have been nominated, you know, a couple of years ago. This year, not so much. But I, <laughs> I was always like it, it like if, if we're if we're putting ourselves in camps that like cheer for a certain team or whatever, sure. I'm team Overwatch. I want it to do well. But I respect the hell out of everything Fortnite does, and it's it's kind of amazing to me that it didn't win this award. I know it's kind of like Oprah when she took herself out of uh, nominations after winning like 20 Emmys. She's like, OK, that's enough. It's like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if that's what we get to, that's totally fine. But like, it's kind of crazy to look at this year and go like, who what was the best ongoing game that everyone booted up every day and played something different? Cyberpunk. You're like, oh, yeah. OK. Interesting. Oh, OK. Wow. Ah, doesn't doesn't seem right. But uh, let's move to the next uh, the next award here. Sure. This is where you and I from this point on kind of have some similar picks but we just split them up among different yes. categories yes uh uh narrative 
I guessed Baldur's Gate 3 and you guessed Alan Wake 2. Uh, Alan Wake 2 was the winner. I have to say that's a little surprising to me just because of the scope of narrative that Baldur's Gate uh, encompasses. However, I'm not upset that that Alan Wake 2 won this one because I think it takes a big swing with narrative. I think it's very much trying to do something different and be something different. Um, yeah. As, as if you're saying that it's almost a walking simulator, don't come at him. Actually, do come at him. At Retro Mike. Uh, <laughs> that that it has to it has if it's going to win anything, there's got to be narrative. And I also want I think believe direction as well, which we don't have uh, yeah. as a prediction. Those ones have no, to. No, we go do. We do have game direction as a as a prediction. Oh shit! Sorry. Well, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that you know like if those two aren't the things that you're giving for it for for uh, being essentially a walking simulator, then those are the ones that should win. So I, it does make sense now that I look back on it with hindsight. But yeah, narrative Alan Wake too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I'm happy that that remedy got uh, it's it's time to shine. I think that it had it shows a lot of potential. I think the remedy universe that it's created and it's kind of interconnected is the closest thing that we have to like the marvel cinematic universe in yeah. in gaming so interesting to see where it goes especially because it's not based off of ip that we're all knowing from like comic books and stuff it, they're doing yeah. their own thing which is very commendable but that's one for you and that puts the score at five to two with only two categories left um um so i don't know how i'm gonna catch up i'm, I'm not sure if it's in. gonna happen the next yes. category is game direction. Uh, I guessed Super Mario Wonder. I thought it was going to get shown a little bit more love. Obviously, we, we didn't we didn't do the prediction on family games, but that's what it ended up winning. Yes. Um, fine. Uh, and you guessed Tears of the Kingdom, which I thought was also a fantastic choice, but it ended up being obviously Alan Wake 2 for game direction. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of just shared my thoughts when we said about narrative. But yeah, that's I that. Kind of makes sense based on everything I've heard that, that that's the uh, award it would win too. And almost guaranteeing itself going winning narrative and winning game direction. You're like, it's not going to win game of the year now. That's a great point. I, I don't think they were ready in such a strong year to to really have a landslide of awards given only to one game. I think they really yeah. wanted to kind of spread the load. And this isn't like, I'm not saying that the game awards as a conglomerate had this this idea, but I think as a critic, you want to show love to the games yes. that deserve it. So you're not voting for Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate. I think it's more about like, okay, all of these games brought something to the table. What do I award Alan Wake in, if not game of the year, because I'm giving game of the year to Baldur's Gate. I think there was a lot of that. Well, yeah, you see this in all award shows when people start filling out their ballots and they're just going like, God, I'm giving it to the same thing all the time. Yeah. They try and mix it up a little bit. And so this, this, this makes a little bit of sense. And that kind of leads so us to game of the year. It oh, does. Sorry. Before we get there, similarly, yeah. I, I'm curious about this. Nintendo is the only company that has two games that were featured pretty prominently in these awards in Super yeah. Mario Wonder and Tears of the Kingdom. And similarly to when you have a movie with two best actors nominated to it, it's almost rare that one of them wins because people end up splitting their votes yes. across those two mo th those two actors from the same movie. That's true. Did, did that happen potentially with Nintendo and people saying like, well, Tears of the Kingdom is great and Mario is great. And some of them are like, we have to show Nintendo some love and some uh, go left, some go right, and then it turns out n n neither of them end up winning any awards. Yeah, did they split the vote on the Nintendo games? I, that's a really good point, maybe. You know, because a lot of them, because uh, the two games found themselves in the same category a lot, too. It's not like that they one was in action and one was in action adventure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, or best indie or best whatever in splitting the exactly. vote, but they're often in the same category. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. 
So we get now to the Game of the Year awards, as we've alluded to mm. before. I guessed Tears of the Kingdom, and this was based on us talking about the game, everyone talking about this game when it first came yeah. out. It was in, in everyone's mind. Like, let's go back to where we were. In everyone's mind, it was a shoe-in for Game of the Year. It was a joke that other games were even coming out. We already knew all the ballots yep. were filled. And it's amazing that it was probably, like, the least likely to win this at the end of the year. You guessed Baldur's Gate 3 correctly. Uh, that is the, that's, that's what ended up winning. So you ended up winning, not that it's important, but you ended up winning this game 6-2 to two in this kind of meaningless competition that we had that really doesn't matter and doesn't carry any weight whatsoever. In fact, it probably speaks worse towards you and makes you a little bit more of a nerd if I'm being, if I'm being, I'm actually feel pretty good about losing it because I have better things to do with my time. Um, but regardless, I, I, I want to look at this and, and, and say that potentially recency bias played a role do you think so or no uh yes i think it's impossible not to think that uh mm -hmm. once again all award shows uh, they always try and line up their movies line up their tv shows line up their video games right before the nominations come out so it's the last thing in your head i think that's just unavoidable i think actually one of the one of the outliers is everything everywhere all at once which came out in like january and then the yeah they, you know it was next year um yeah, I think it has to be a part of it. If if you'd switch the release dates and Legend of Zelda had just come out right before this, I think instead of Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate came out in the in the spring, this would have been the 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 flipped reaction probably. It could have been, yeah. And I think the the other side of it that I would understand is Breath of the Wild already came and went, and Tears of the Kingdom is a massive improvement on Breath of the Wild, but is this kind of a nod to in in such a strong year to say Let's give it to a game that hasn't gotten it as opposed to one that we've already already has had its representation yes. at the game yes. awards. Uh, that could potentially be it. But uh, yeah, Alan Wake 2 not getting it, but but still getting a, a ton of awards. Baldur's Gate 3 being the big winner and winning the most number of awards at the uh, at the the game awards. That's where we stand. So uh, final score, Andrew, six to two. Congratulations. Um, Thanks. I, I I'd like to celebrate, but it wasn't much of a competition, so I don't feel like uh, you know dancing on other people's graves, especially when they put up such a poor poor competition. But you know, it's uh, it's a win's a win, so you just gotta be happy. You know what I mean? Are you talking about me? But like I didn't put um, up much competition. It's not, it's not specifically about you, but it's just about this this competition. Yes. Well, no, I mean, I just, I, it's like you completely ignored what I said in the beginning. Like I didn't get a chance to stretch or, or even uh, take my come vitamins better before excuses. we recorded this. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I, I don't even need to come up with better excuses. That's pretty good. How am I supposed no. to pick awards if I don't stretch? I'm sorry. Uh, I, you must have misheard me. I, I, you didn't get to stretch or come up with better excuses. The, you know, like you're like, if I come up with better excuses, you know, maybe yeah maybe you know what that's a no that's a great point andrew thank you i didn't have time to do anything including coming up with excuses what were you doing if I, I was fucking jacking off man like lay off you know what it's a very reasonable thing you're you're in between narrative uh dumps for alan wake and you're like got a jacket i get it dumps dumps indeed the the, the two <laughs> things that take up most of my time andrew <laughs> Sometimes the same time. Uh, Sometimes yeah. the same time. Uh, um, yeah, so, so the, the, those are the game awards. You know, pretty. You know, we, I, I did pretty well. Yeah. Let's let's go uh, let's go through. I want to get your thoughts on on. Uh, I'm just moving right past that. Let's let's get our thoughts on uh, a, a couple little points that uh, that we can kind of just discussion sure. topics. Um, Larian Studios comes up to announce or to to accept the award for game of the year. Uh, uh, yeah. dude comes up in a fucking full on suit of armor and says, yeah. I didn't expect this. Sure. <laughs> sure, buddy. That was funny. 
is, it is, except it didn't come across as him telling a joke. He's like, I swear I would never. It's like when you're like, I, I never would have expected this to happen. And then you unfurl like a scroll of a speech that you're about <laughs> well, to get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was really funny. It also reminded me a lot of uh, Job in Arrested Development with his picture of his fellow magicians. And it says, take me seriously. Uh, where it, like he's in a full armor suit. And he's like, the game war should be taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's And you know what? I, I want more of that, though. I, I don't I want do too. this to be like a buttoned up Oscars clone. I want there to be people in cost. But like this is gaming. Gaming is a different thing than movies. Let's let's lean into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Where was Lydia Tarr leading the orchestra? You know what I mean? <laughs> Real person, Lydia Tarr. Uh, yeah, it's but, you know, it's funny. We're going to say this because we just did all the awards and nominees. And that will be an article that will come out today. But the sure. most articles that will come about of the Game Awards is all the reveals, trailers, announcements uh, that come out of it. So, yeah, you know, like it's just you're almost getting your priorities straight by going like, you know, what else came out? You know, lots of announcements. That's true. Let's let's then move to some of the announcements that sure. uh, and then we can we can give some opinions on on them. Uh, you know, this 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 is pretty impressive. Actually, I always love like a shadow launch Baldur's Gate three, which wasn't on the Xbox, uh, wasn't playable on the Xbox is now a playable on the Xbox as of the recording. So a yeah, huge yeah. night for it. I'm assuming they did gangbusters on the Xbox that day. Oof. Just a bunch of people watching it and downloading it. So good for them. It's a perfect um, day to announce that we won game of the year. Now we're on Xbox. People are like, yeah, Fuck, bitch. yeah, Come can I, some. can I do one? Can I do one next? Sure. Arcane is now making a blade game, man. Let's talk about it. Let's I'm so pumped about that. Go my favorite. It reminds me of one of my favorite uh, fan fiction things of all time. And kind of what is uh, the issue with now we're going to see a ton of video game characters being uh, made into video games now, because yeah. we just saw the Avengers with Square Enix a couple of years ago. And obviously Spider-Man games have done really well in Batman. And now we got Wolverine and blade coming out soon. Uh, and it's one of the ones where the Avengers get together and Blade's like, hey, guys, uh, Captain America, I need some help with all these fucking vampires. And he's like, <laughs> "Nah, we're not going to do that. He's like, fuck, man. Like, OK, but there's like a lot of vampires out there. And he's like, nah, yeah, I can't help you. I feel like you guys are so focused on aliens. <laughs> yeah. Have you looked at the vampire problem we got? going? Spider-Man, on? please stop the criminals. There are vampires running the city. They are in high office. And he's like, Look, nah, I'm not going to help you. Listen, I'm not saying I agree with Thanos, but 50% yeah. of all the vampires that we got still leaves a ton of vampires. I'm okay if I get taken because it's going to take a good, healthy amount of vampires with it. Now would be good for everybody. It's like, God, this guy won't Honestly, shut up. Honestly, put vampires. me out of my misery, snap me out of existence. If I don't have to deal with these fucking vampires all over, the get off my neck. What are you doing over there? Oh, I love um, it. It's a great, it's a great video game character to choose for uh, a video game character, comic book character to choose for a video game because it just, you can absolutely see it. The second you're like blade video game, you're like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Why didn't they do that yet? 100%, especially with it being arcane, arcane, obviously being the, uh, the studio behind dishonored and death loop. Yeah. They do a really good job of first person mechanics. And, and it makes me wonder, is this going to be a first person game? I, I think it would be good if it were. Yeah. I also like the idea that a lot of arcane games come with this uh, moral quandary of, do I kill or do I incapacitate? I would right. love if they got rid of that and just let you go fucking buck wild with their abilities. You know, their blink mechanic that they have in Dishonored yeah. and, and they've got like swarms and just, you can really get ruthless with it. I don't right. want to think about like, maybe I'll get a better reward if I don't kill the, no, let me fucking kill the vampire. Let me kill it in a swarm of blood. It's a vampire. Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's like, what? We're like, well, I'll let you off this time. Like, just stop yeah. biting people. And he's like, you stop got it. Stop biting my neck. You stop <laughs> yeah. biting my neck. Boo. Um, uh, no, yeah. so I'm so super excited for it. 
And one thing that they didn't really talk about, but is likely to be the case, is this will probably be an Xbox exclusive, with it being uh, arcane, especially arcane, under Bethesda's yeah. uh, 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 kind of purview here. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, the biggest one, Andrew, for for me, or one of the biggest ones, is Hideo Kojima coming on stage with Jordan Peele and announcing OD and whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> it was a very classic Hideo Kojima where he walks out of a mysterious smoking door. And uh, from, um, what's that game called? PT? PT, yes. Yeah. And everyone's like, whoa, Hideo Kojima. And then uh, Jordan Peele, who dressed up in his best sweatpants, uh, came out and uh, and everyone's like, ah! And it's a classic Kojima thing where people are like, what does this mean? And he goes, I don't know. And like, come on, yeah. everybody. And everyone's like, what? What a strange trailer just filled with legit actors. No one knows what it is. He's kind of said it's like a movie, t- movie video game combination. Yeah. Uh, it ends with a title that says for all players and screamers. So immediately I'm no longer interested. I don't <laughs> want to be a screamer. Uh, I'll come back when Death Stranding 2 comes out. I do hope that this doesn't delay Death Stranding 2 because I know a lot of us were hoping for a trailer, uh, a new trailer, and maybe uh, uh, an announcement for a release date or something like that, which makes me worry that with every game saying it's coming out in 2025, maybe Death Stranding 2 is a 2026. I don't know. Yeah, I where it gets closer and closer to the real life uh, Death Stranding. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> do, you, do you get excited now? Like, I know forever we talked about Metal Gear Solid and we would talk about the 90% of the game is like really cool and like grounded. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's always like, and then a bunch of mechs fight. Sure. And you're like, Whoa, that's crazy. And I would lose it a little bit. And I think you felt the same way and that, it, that Hideo Kojima needs a little bit of editing sometimes. And then death Stranding comes out and you're like, this is one of my favorite games of all time. So now when he says new game, I'm going to make a new game. Are you like immediately like, well, here's my money. I don't care. Just deliver it to my house. Yeah. Similar, similar to it's a, it's a good question. Cause I do remember having that conversation and being like, am I done with Kojima? Especially yeah. after my first run around with, with death stranding didn't work out. Um, now that I know now that I've kind of seen, behind the scenes in what makes his game so great beyond just the metal gear of it all i'm like yeah i i'm gonna i'm willing to try out whatever he has and i'm probably gonna beat it even if i don't love it because i think somewhere in there is going to be like like he's an auteur and he's saying something and he's doing something right. and yes i'm definitely back in with both feet on him ah see there you go so, so when he comes out and you're like i got a new game you're like yes all right yes, 100 do it Okay, that's awesome. But also, I get my guard up a little being like, this is so fucking weird. Just stop being so weird. But that's also what makes him great. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's a a good point. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because that was really exciting. I I think uh, another one that I have to bring up is uh, Sega. Sega is back. This is is awesome, dude. And this is right down our alley, man. Like, the games that they announced, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, which I really loved. Uh, golden axe i was yep. like it was such a cool montage i'm so in i'm i'm in with both feet on that one too oh. uh, like you know i love this podcast because it got me back into retro games and taught mm. me what i loved about them uh the arcade element itself is something that i enjoy kind of the the fast pace in and out nature of it and sega yeah. was so good at things like that especially something so like crazy taxi as long as they don't change the formula too much you just kind of update it give me a new streets of rage i'm i'm always there for that jet set radio i'm always there for that uh and all the games look great as well it, it i just yeah. love sega being like guys we've been working on some shit and just kind of unzipping their pants and just showing it to us bearing it bearing it bearing their soul and their whole yeah, I, 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 I'm just gonna move past that. I, I just get, I'm really excited for uh, Crazy Taxi, like Jet Set Radio. I think I'm number one most excited for because Crazy Taxi. I'm just, it, what do you think? People are on their phones, like they're like get, they're calling the cab on their phones. It's Uber. Uh, you get a drop of, like, of, Yeah, 
Yeah, Jane dropped off at like an Urban Outfitters, and uh, you know, I don't know what what else what else is going to happen. It's going to be. I, I think podcast. I think it's it's not going to be about you're going to be in a taxi, and there's going to be no fares. You're just trying to run Uber off the road. <laughs> be like, why don't you have to get a license for this? I paid so much money for a license for this. Yeah, you're like crazy on your horn all the time. Like, yeah, whoa, exactly, you, exactly. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. There's also the free God of War Ragnarok DLC that's, that's releasing next week, which is massive. Uh, yeah, roguelike, they said. Yeah. Yeah. Now, exciting. I do love the combat in it, but I do. I've got my eye on roguelites and roguelikes as forms of DLC in, in AAA games. We got it in The Last of Us Part 2 that's coming out, the, the remaster or remake there remaster i think uh where yeah. we got it in god of war i'm just keeping an eye on it i'm not calling any fouls just yet but if this Correct. is the go-to of just like roguelike mode i think we're gonna get tired of it pretty quickly i know what happened to like additional story why can't we just do so that that's when i saw the the announcement i was like man five more hours of god of war ragnarok would be perfect just like i you know uh, i'll talk about this next week but alan wake as well there's always going to be dlc i'm so excited for the the idea of playing three or four more hours of a bite-sized story i don't always want roguelike i like it it can be fun but i do also want that experience of like what i love about these games is sure the gameplay but is primarily the story and the experience yeah, I, I I agree with you. Like, I it's great. It's free. It's a DLC. It's it's uh, God of War Ragnarok, which everyone loved. But it's kind of like, oh, okay, let's see about yeah. that. I, I want to play it before I get like super excited. One hundred percent. We got the uh, the ex Bioware devs making a new uh, uh, game under the development company Archetype, Enter- Archetype Entertainment. It looks like a new sci fi RPG along the lines of what looks like Mass Effect. Uh, I'm interested mm. always when members of an old company break off and do their own thing. We've had a lot of success there. We've also had some failures there. Um, um, so, you know, who knows where they're going to land, but exciting to see that maybe this is a, a different take on on old Bioware RPGs, especially with the inclusion of a song by Muse. I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe this is for me. This is like That's, for it my sentiments. Right there, yeah. built for you, Mikey. Built exactly. for you. Uh, I did like in the beginning of the show, they made a joke about uh, playing people off too fast. That was oh, like a yeah. joke that they made in the opening, which by the yeah. way, uh, <laughs> like every, every award show for the last 50 years making that joke. Uh, and then immediately played everyone off immediately. Like, like I think Christopher Judge got like yeah. six words out before he's like, "No, oh, really? Okay, wow." It was so funny because they they uh, uh, funny whatever. Larian Studios is giving their announcement and giving a dedication to a member of their staff who passed away, and they're getting played off. And it's like, fucking, what is this controlled by AI? Like, yeah, seriously, break, is guys. there no human director in the back being like, "Oh, wait, wait, go down, go down, go down." Wait, this is good. I like. Don't you want good they- moments? That's it. They they hire. Well, they got it. We're talking about it. So there uh, you go. Yeah, yeah, fair they enough. hire a, a pure sociopath who can't wait to cut people off at good at good moments. Should be um, a large large fat, a farting noise when the person's like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're our dearly beloved." <laughs> um, boring, of, boring. Of, Games that could have won uh, best ongoing No Man's Sky, the uh, yeah. uh, Hello Games developer behind that uh, that game announced a new game, Light No Fire. Looks kind of like Monster Hunter. Obviously, Monster Hunter announced a new one. Neither you yes. nor me are, are very interested in that. No. So we'll, we'll, people people will get the news that they want on that. Um, kind of looks like Monster Hunter meets Breath of the Wild. Maybe a little bit of rust in there. It looks yeah. looks interesting. I, I'm excited to see what Hello Games learned from the release of No Man's Sky and how they can bring that into an entirely new game. No, I agree. I saw that one. I was like, oh, okay. You know, that looks pretty interesting. I don't know. I try not to get too lured into these trailers because, you know, the trailers, you're like looking at me like, yeah, it looks pretty good. Okay, yeah. You know, yep. whatever. And then I look back at the, the the collapsing amount of games I have to play and I'm like, oh, okay. I can yeah. shove a few more in here. 
Of course. Yeah. That, 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 uh, I, I do need more back support in when I'm sitting. So to have my, my backlog just like Ugh. even taller and sturdier that I can lean against sounds great. Yeah. Like a throne. Um, the, the two ones that I want to give a quick shout out to because sure. they are for me, Rise of the Golden Idol, no release date just yet, but, uh, it's, it's a new case of the Golden Idol follow up. Yes. Uh, it doesn't look like DLC. It looks like its own thing, which I'm happy about because that means we can reset the difficulty curve, which I thought was getting a little bit obnoxious in the DLC we were getting for case of the golden idol um it's a netflix game as well which is massive and i think if netflix is starting to make this uh this foray into gaming you know it's obviously releasing on other consoles but the first thing you saw at the at the trailer was the netflix symbol which was which it was curious very curious because they're getting into gaming in a big way they spent a ton of money and you're going to start seeing the fruits probably next year they're saying so yeah very interesting yeah. And then Dredge crossover with Dave the Diver is uh, looks a little too scary for me, but I'm happy <laughs> that it's happening. Uh, um, that looks it's a good idea, though. I love I love these crossovers. I love that this these are two competing IPs that decided to, to cross over with one another. This continuance of companies realizing that crossover of IP benefits both parties, not just yes. one. Uh, let's see more of that. Um, yeah, two more games that I want to go Pony sure. Island 2, which was kind of glossed over by a lot of people. But this is Daniel Mullen's new project. Uh, it looks like it's going to come out in 20, 2025 or 2026, which is disappointing. But he's the guy who made Inscription. Inscription was one of my favorite games of the past few years. And it looks very much along the lines of that kind of glitchy game within a game pullback. And there's like real FMV graphics, 3D graphics, uh, like civilization style games. It looks it looks incredibly exciting for me, that one. Yeah, yeah, um, no, I, yeah. And then we get uh, Suicide Squad, and uh, I'm proposing that we just change the title from Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League to Suicide Squad Tries Again. Uh, I think we're done. Can we be done with this? This game is, I can't imagine it being good. the third fucking year in a row we're talking about this game. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, I, and it doesn't look like it saved anything. And also, didn't it, like, didn't people get to put their hands on it recently, and they're like, oh, it is broke. Like, it's just not, it's not good. There was, there was a beta, and a lot of people were saying that. Some people were apologetic towards it, but, oh, okay. uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nah. the, the one thing before we finally say goodbye, Andrew, is, is we, we have to bring this up. We had a whole episode on this game. It was very much hyped up. Seven nominations for Spider-Man 2, zero wins. A very disappointing uh, uh, turnout, I I would assume, for Insomniac, uh, but not, in my mind, incredibly surprising. I don't know how yeah. it would have stood out against a lot of other games in the category, similar to Super Mario Wonder. It's like, I'm yeah. upset it didn't get as much representation in wins, but I'm not upset at the games it lost to. No, I I think that's totally fine. I, I wouldn't, I, I don't think, I think they're going to be very happy with all the money that they made and and how big of a game it was. You know, the other one, too, is no outside IP won any awards. You know what I mean? It was internal remakes and sequels and yes. things like that. But, like, no no outside thing came in and won. So I, I think that's totally fine. I don't think it takes anything away from that game that's that's so, so good. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah any other you, closing thoughts on the, on well, the awards? The Verge posted an, an interesting article about Jeff Keighley that he let game developers down. It's the That's the title of the article. And it's about how... They, they didn't even mention at all the unbelievable amount of layoffs that have happened in this season, yeah. uh, this year, excuse me, of the video games that the people are handing awards to, the people that ha made them don't have jobs. And you're like, that is very odd to think about. It's you know so what I strange. mean? Like, it is. When you think about productions of TV and movies and stuff like that, you work for that part and then the contract ends and you're like, thank you very much. That was a lot of fun working on these. These are full-time, you know, em employees that work at these places and they 
worked really hard to make these games and we're giving them awards and they no longer work for companies. They're unemployed or work for somewhere else. That's very odd. And I would say for most people like, well, that's not Jeff Keighley's job to, to notify this. But you know, at the same time, it's like he brought up the Activision Blizzard thing and then said that they weren't allowed to be nominated for the year when there was the rampant sexual uh, harassment cases and stuff like True. that. So it's not like he's never been involved with the curation of who gets awards. But yeah. I think one line of saying like, you know, we're thinking of all the people that, you know, uh, that worked really hard on these games and uh, don't have jobs anymore. You know, with that, let's move on to the whatever. Like, that's all it has to be before you're like, okay, okay well, whatever. It's true. I, I just think it's, 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 yeah. No, no, you're, you're right. Like, I, I, Jeff Keighley has made a concerted effort to make himself the face behind the game awards. And with that comes the responsibility of spinning plates and the balancing act of appeasing people and yeah. being responsible and, and representative of people who don't necessarily have a voice. You know, mm -hmm. he tries to do things like the, the games for change category and all that stuff. And, and it's clear he's putting out an effort, but you'd think he maybe just needs to involve a couple other people. And, and this, I don't want this to be me shitting on Jeff Keighley. I actually really like jeff Keeley, i think what he does for the game industry is a really good thing but that's not to say you know similar to us critiquing games that we really like i'm, I'm critiquing a person who i think is making a lot of positive change yeah, yeah there yeah. does need to be some more representation in some of the things as a fire alarm goes off in my condo <laughs> that scared the shit out of me well well that's jeff Keeley's running that fire alarm he's like okay that's <laughs> enough of that uh no that was my only note just going like it just feels kind of odd to you got it you got to acknowledge the people that help make the game not just the uh guy in a shining armor suit which now <laughs> that i'm thinking about it is not a great image <laughs> but no, uh yeah <laughs> yeah well, i did everything um but yes <laughs> this hey. this night in our this armor set cost me the much as like three people's salaries so we had to lay off <laughs> I couldn't afford oh, this one and lay off some people. <laughs> so th you're thank you for laying them off so I can get this beautiful. Suit look of armor. how cool this is. <laughs> look how you can see your disappointed face in the reflection of my suit of armor. <laughs> I hope he wore that when he laid people off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that is the game awards. Next week we are going to talk about GTA Six and the met the the year of excitement we have to be looking forward to that game. So until then, we love every single one of you, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name is Andrew Bascom, and with me as always. Is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself, Mikey Aaronworth. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Andrew, I still think it was more of a draw. I think if we can if we can count How? this as a draw. How? Not even on Mario Paint would this be a draw. <laughs> okay, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get off my neck. What are you doing <laughs> over there?